0: Are you confused? Radio waves, radio waves. Welcome to the Astrophys Podcasts. My name is Brendan O'Brien and the title of this week's episode is Finding Dark Matter is as Elusive as Finding Vera Rubin's Missing Nobel Prize. Each session, we'll have co-presenters, we'll have a special guest in both the professional and amateur fields of radio astronomy. We'll have a news roundup, a history and theory session from Nadezhda, and we'll talk to her very soon. So, let's get stuck right into today's show. Hello, Nadezhda. Hello, Brendan. What have you got for us this week, Nadezhda?
1: Oh, it's so boring, Brandon. another woman who was cheated out of a Nobel Prize. Okay, tell us all about it,
0: Nadezhda. This is a very familiar theme.
1: Sadly, you are correct.
0: So who are we talking about, Nadezhda?
1: Today we are talking about Vera Rubin. Vera Cooper Rubin changed our fundamental view of the cosmos from... A universe dominated by starlight to one dominated by dark matter. It turns out that roughly 68% of the universe is dark energy and dark matter makes up about 27%. The rest, you, me, everything on Earth, everything ever observed with all of our instruments, All normal matter, what we call baryonic matter, adds up to less than 5% of the universe. You see, galaxies in our universe seem to be achieving an impossible feat. They are rotating with such speed that the gravity generated by their observable matter could not possibly hold them together. They should have torn themselves apart long ago. And the same is true of galaxies in clusters, which leads scientists to believe that something we cannot see is at the work. They think something we have yet to detect directly is giving these galaxies extra mass, generating the extra gravity required to stay together, to stay intact. This strange and unknown matter is called Dark matter, since it is not visible. Now, Rubin. she was born in 1928 in Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. She was the youngest of two daughters. Her father, Philip Cooper, was an electrical engineer and his wife was Rose. And the father, Philip, encouraged his daughter's interest in astronomy at about age 10, taking her to amateur astronomy meetings after the family moved to Washington and assisting her make her first homemade telescope when she was 14. Now Vera discovered early that women's science students were not accepted at some universities. Her early experiences shaped her later work when she worked to get better women's equality in all the sciences and especially in astronomy. She got her BA in 1948, and a master's from Cornell University in 1951, where she met and married Robert Rubin, who was a graduate student in chemistry. Her master's thesis in astronomy was controversial and a sign of things to come when she went on to do her PhD. Rubin's doctoral work was conducted at Georgetown University, supervised by Georgie Antonovich Gemov. As an aside, you might be interested to know, Brendan, that Gamov and his physicist wife Lubov, they defected from the Soviet Union in 1933 with the help of Marie Curie and other French physicists. Then Gamov moved to the USA and later, obviously, met up with Rubin as his student. Back to Vera. Vera Rubin's thesis in 1954 was one of the earliest works on the clustering of galaxies. She concluded that galaxies were not randomly distributed across the sky, but instead there was a definite clumping of them. Her results were not followed up by the scientific community, as the subject of large-scale structure was not studied seriously until the late 1970s, when better technologies were developed like the 4-meter Victor Blanco telescope in Chile. Back to 1955 to 1965 over this 10-year period, Ruben rose from a research associate to assistant professor at Georgetown University. And then, in the early 1960s, up until 1964, she focused on studying the rotation of galaxies. Then, in 1965, Rubin joined the staff of the Department of Terrestrial Magnetism of the famous Carnegie Institution of Washington, where she is still there today. It was during this year that Rubin became the first woman to observe legally at Mount Palomar Observatory under her own name as a guest investigator. To say that the male astronomers at Mount Wilson and Mount Palomar went out of their way to exclude women from using these instruments is an understatement. Then, in the 1970s, Rubin did her groundbreaking work on the rotational curves of spiral galaxies using newer technologies. She found that spiral galaxies have flat rotational curves. She determined the velocities as a function of distance from the galactic center of clouds of ionized hydrogen. In astrophysics, we call this H2 regions. This was done by measurement of the Doppler shift of the H-alpha emission lines. We talked about the H1 lines last week. These visible hydrogen clouds move with the stars and other visible matter in the galaxies. And Rubin found that the velocities of the clouds did not decrease with the increasing distance from the galactic center. This is counterintuitive, and in some cases, the velocity even increased a little. You see, unlike our solar system, where the majority of matter is contained in the sun, our planets follow Kepler's rules of planetary motion, with Mercury having a much faster orbital velocity than Pluto. Rubin discovered that the visible matter in spiral galaxies has a high orbital velocity right out to the visible edge, and this can only be explained if most of the galaxy's mass is not clumped at the center, where the visible bulge of a galaxy is but if there is an invisible halo of dark matter extending at least to the visible edge, if not further. So, Vera Rubin and her team provided the first direct evidence for the existence of dark matter, verifying some earlier theoretical work of Jeremy Ostricker and James Peebles. Since 1978... Rubin has analysed the spectra of over 200 galaxies and found that nearly all contain much dark matter, copious amounts of dark matter. So chasing down and identifying this dark matter has been a constant, but to this day a fruitless obsession for astrophysicists. In an earlier episode, we reported how the famous LUX experiment failed in its two-year search for dark matter, and how a team from your Melbourne university is now building a dark matter detector deep in a gold mine somewhere out in the country.
0: Yes, that's at Stawell in Victoria, about 250 kilometers from Melbourne.
1: Watching you're not sure, Brennan. Very good. Spasiba. Thank you. Now... Rubin. Apart from her own brilliant doctorate, Rubin holds many honorary doctorates. She has been a Presidential National Medal of Science winner. She has won many prestigious prizes for science and astronomy. She was elected to the National Academy of Sciences. She has been editor of many top journals and published many astronomical papers that are extensively cited. She published Bright Galaxies Dark Matter, a book designed to better educate the general public about astrophysics and dark matter. Remembering what it was like to be a lone woman staring at galaxies, Vera Rubin continues to be a shining icon and inspiration to whole generations of women astronomers. So, the dark matter itself has not been identified and we still have no clue as to what dark matter is. And that uncertainty may be why Rubin's discovery hasn't been rewarded by the Nobel Committee. Yet those bozos gave the 2011 physics prize to another puzzling cosmological discovery, the accelerating expansion of the universe. Your Dr. Brian Schmidt in Australia seems to be a delightful fellow when I met him, but I'm sure he's also a bit puzzled why he got a Nobel for discovering an unexplained phenomena and yet ruins discovery of dark matter. Also, as yet unexplained, has deliberately been excluded from the Nobel Prize list. You might want to edit this out, Brendan, but it makes me so mad sometimes that I think I should give up my title of being the only woman in Russia who does not drink vodka. Goodbye, Brendan. Vidania. Maybe talk next week or I may need to take a holiday. nochi. Good night. Пока, Nadezhda. Пока, Brendan.
0: See you in the dish, Thank you very much. See you next week.
1: Radio wave.